Welcome to No Acid Needed, where every episode is an adventure down the rabbit hole into increasing your awareness of who you are and who you can be, to see what you have not seen before, to decode and embrace the mystery of being alive, to own all of your power and make your own rules in this game we call life. I'm your host, psychologist and master codebreaker, Zara. Hello, podcast family. I'm so excited to be here with you. It's October 30th, and tomorrow's Halloween, Hallow's Eve. However you choose to celebrate it, it's literally my favorite time of year. And I just actually uh, got ready tonight. We're going to my friend's networking event and it's the second year in a row where I'm not doing anything quote-unquote festive for Halloween. It's still keeping it all business. <laughs> even tonight is still about business, but even business is actually more about connection these days than anything else. So um, grateful. Love this time of year. I just spent about 13 days in Europe, which was incredible. It was so, so beautiful, especially Italy, Italy, and Andorra. Um, so I went to Barcelona, Andorra, Toulouse for one day in the south of France, and then to Italy. And I visited a lot of different places in Italy. Now, Florence was my favorite part, especially the countryside of uh, Tuscany. So I rented a car it was a convertible, so that was so fun. Although the car itself was sort of a challenge to drive because it was both a manual and an automatic. And But the car drove like a manual, kind of. The way that it operated was like a manual car, so I've never driven a manual car, so it was definitely uh, a challenge, but it was a welcome one, honestly. It was one of those things where I felt very, very strong afterwards. <laughs> Um, to have survived driving through those tiny, tight medieval roads because I visited um, a number of medieval towns in Tuscany and that was my absolute favorite part. I mean, before going, I literally Googled, um, I found this article about storybook villages in the countryside of Tuscany that basically remind you of little villages that you would, you know, read about in storybooks and so on. And they were absolutely lovely and so cute and Obviously, I took a million pictures. <laughs> I think it's going to take uh, a year to post all of them, but it was absolutely exactly what I needed. It was actually more of something that I wanted to create for myself to, you know, when you kind of need to just get away and you need some time to reflect and you need your alone time and it's more of a spiritual trip than anything else. So it was like that. And in my Facebook Live yesterday, I actually said that I would make a podcast episode to describe one of the experiences that I had, and so this is it. This is the one, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking to you about grace, giving, allowing source, God, most high, however you define that, more into your life, into your heart, and that was... That was a big, big theme in my entire Europe trip, and that's what I want to talk to you about. It's actually very interesting because you know how people come up with their word of the year when it's a new year? So 
um, January 1st, I came up with the word grace. That was the word that I wanted to have as sort of a, you know, pillar, an intentional word to infuse my months with, to infuse my, to infuse more into my actions. And the idea behind that word was that even before January and December and November, I was really thinking, you know what, next year, I really want to increase the, the amount of attention and time and effort that I place on giving, you know, how much more can I give? Not necessarily in the way of charity, like money, right? But in the sense of doing something within my zone of genius, which is exactly what I'm doing now, but at a higher level, not focused on what I'm going to be getting out of it, but how many more hearts can I touch? How many more lives can I touch? And I know it sounds so cheesy and so cliche, right? But I really mean it. I mean, I mean it in the sense that it's not about me, okay? And my work is not about me. And I think that it's easy to, when you start to experience flow in your life and when your internal experience starts to match your external experience and vice versa, you you may begin to think like you, you kind of get into your ego and it's healthy to have an ego, but it can get bigger in an unhealthy way where you actually start to think that you yourself are the one that's entirely responsible for your external reality being what it is, you know, favorably. Um, And I think that can be very problematic, but it's a very slippery slope when you start to master your mind and quote unquote, uh, be more of a determining agent in your, in creating your reality to think that, okay, I'm the one that's made all of this. I'm the one that's created all of this, you know, and it's a slippery slope to quickly uh, cornering out, you know, God source the most high out of your life, you know, slowly, but surely in it, it's totally sometimes right below the uh, surface of your conscious awareness. So it's not like you're, you know, actively consciously trying to corner God out of your life, you know? Um, but that's the problem, isn't it? It's that it's happening right below the level of your conscious awareness, so much so much so that you don't realize it you know and then you come to a point later on where you realize that your spiritual connection is lacking you know it's not as strong as maybe it used to be or that the miracles that you've experienced in your life have happened kind of a long time ago and not so recently you know and maybe the synchronicities in your life kind of are less than they used to be and so on so there's different there's different markers for how you notice your relationship with your higher self and with God, with source to have kind of taken the backseat, you know? So when I was in Italy, I was in the town of Pienza and I, you know, I parked my car, I was strolling in the town. It's small, so it doesn't take long to get from one side to the other. Um, of the historic parts at least and so I was walking and there was a church and I decided to enter and uh, so far up till now I really hadn't visited I really hadn't gone into I think any of the churches this was the first church that I stepped into and so I went inside this church and it was so quiet it was so quiet there was no one in there 
but the energy of the place was incredible. It was, it's hard to describe, honestly. I, I don't know what words to use for it. I'm just going to say that it was very potent and alive and quiet. And on the walls, there were, it, this church was not, the art in the church was not restored. So it was really beautiful how some of the art actually, you know, there were paintings on the walls of different, I imagine, what were saints and important religious figures. And they were, like their faces were gone or parts of their robes were gone. And so it was really, really cool. Um, and it was a humble, humble church, you know, and, and there were candles lit and there was this tree that was painted all red and it was thorny and it was glistening. And anyway, so I sat down in the church and it really had an effect on me, you know. Um, and so later on that day, I visited another church and that night I visited another church in another town. And it was that church, the third church that I visited that day that, again, it was another very humble church in the small town of uh, Serrano. And there was a letter that there were communications from Mother Teresa letters that were kept and framed in a, um, on, on a shelf. And there was a statue of, a small statuette of Mother Teresa. And reading that letter on that shelf, you know, sometimes you sort of read something or come across a piece of art and it completely moves you and it happened when I saw the David for sure that seeing the David in person um was just so profound for me and it really did change me as a person that's a story for another time but in this case reading this letter from Mother Teresa just hit me to my core and I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> I was not ready for that in any way, you know. Um, and the reasons why it moved me are deeper than, you know, uh, I'm going to discuss with you here. Um, it goes deeper than that into my personal experience, obviously, as you can imagine. But I want to share with you the most relevant parts. It's that reading that letter... And seeing how she was, the words that she used in that letter, and I've actually posted this, if you want to see it, if you can't find it, just reach out to me and I will send it to you. It's totally beautiful and worth it if you feel drawn to reading that same letter. So I read that letter and the reason why it touched me is because it made me reflect on myself. You know, it, it directly was like a mirror, even though I'm not sure that it intended to be that, you know, but it was perfect. Perhaps its intention is ever, ever evolving, you know, depending on the person that's looking at it, that's reading it, that's coming into experience with it and engaging it in a way that is open-hearted, you know. Um, I think I was looking for something when I went into these churches um, and definitely found it. That letter made me reflect on my own life and how I have been living it. And it made me reflect on the fact that literally while it is true that I began this mission, you know, with code um, to help people, 
it made me reflect on the fact that that had not been actually at the forefront of my consciousness. It had not been at the forefront of my mind. You know, it was more like a second thought, like, yes, of course I want to help people, you know, but how much was I really giving? Like on a daily basis and on, and on a weekly basis, how much was I really, quote unquote, helping people? And yeah, that's hard to measure. It's hard to measure, but it's also not that hard, you know, um, to think that I was not satisfied. And from that moment, I realized that I was not satisfied with how much I was really focused on the other versus myself. And I was not satisfied with the degree at which I had been giving. And I realized that there had to be a really big change in my life and the way that I was operating and how much I was investing into other people and both for, you know, paying clients and not. And this reflection hit me to such a degree that it was, it was beautiful and it was also very painful. It was very painful to realize that I had gotten so far away from my original intention that, and, and, this, and this went hand in hand with realizing that I had veered away from my own connection with Source and that I had not nearly been spending enough time actually contemplating my relationship with source and nurturing that it it was a painful painful realization sitting in that church in Italy realizing that wow I had not been living life the way that I intended to and that I wanted to spend more time in nurturing this relationship with the divine not in a way that would take away from my productivity, of course, but in a way that would actually completely bolster it and strengthen it and empower it. And, you know, realizing that I had spent so much time, you know, in the external things of creating a business and not enough time in the internal core relationship of me and my higher self and me and the divine, you know, and And so it really inspired me to let go in trying to control everything myself. It really, really touched me in in realizing, and I prayed, you know, I prayed that my heart be, that I feel safe and that I feel good and I feel empowered to open my heart even more and more and more and more and more and more to be able to care for more and more and more people and more and more communities and more and more of everything, honestly, the world. And this is actually the shift that also Ken Wilbur talks about when you go from, you know, being self, self-centric to like community family centric to then being world centric. And it speaks to us increasing our capacity to be able to hold even more love and energy to give to others in our respective communities and in the virtual space, the virtual um, world of the internet. So this also was very much related to being able to open my heart 
more and more to love, you know, and embracing love and also embracing that I get to surrender and I get to let go and I don't have to do everything myself and I don't have to try to control everything in my life myself and that there is something way, way bigger than me, you know, and of course I've known this. It's just that living in this way, living with full trust that you can keep your heart open and that you don't have to be so sensitive and you don't have to be so triggered and you don't have to take everything so personally and that you get to continue to love, you know, and continue to care and continue to rise above those lowly human reactions and be heroic as a human, as a divine human. It's not something that you know, is always so obvious, you know, and it's easy to forget because hand in hand, what I realized with this was that it's so easy to forget this. Why? Because we are so distracted all the time and it's almost, yeah, it's, it's our responsibility to curate our external environment and not be so distracted. But at the same time, I mean, we're literally constantly bombarded with all manner of mm, distractions. I mean, literally to less than 30 seconds to get out of your front door and for your for your eyes to begin seeing things that you're either you know advertised to want and need and the latest thing the latest trend oh this person's wearing this oh they have that i don't oh i want that and so on i mean literally constantly and so Part of this was realizing, wow, 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 wow. Not only do I want to nurture my relationship with God, not only do I want to make that even more of a forefront um, exploration in my daily life, daily life keyword, daily. <laughs> um, but also I want to be able to, I want to, you know, not be able to, I, I, I desire to and intend on um, really being more mindful about what I'm consuming. And this is obviously a lifelong, I think, lifelong thing, you know, it's, it's not, it's been this and I've known this and yet there's different degrees of it, right? So yes, and continuing to open my heart and not want to shut off, not want to withdraw when I feel triggered, you know, when I, when I, when I feel triggered based on past trauma or whatever else to not want to just completely shut off because what happens is that when I shut off the reason why that feels so awful, right? It feels so awful to shut away and withdraw and keep being in suffering and continuing to feel the pain is because it's literally severing and distancing you from source, from God, from your higher self and from love. And that's the reason why it feels so painful, you know, to keep a grudge or to stay mad at people that you love and at yourself because it's against your natural state of being. And your natural state of being is one of love, is one of pure compassion and wholeness. So, needless to say that that moment in the church has echoed, you know, throughout my days and my body and my consciousness since then. 
and I hope will continue to echo and as I nurture it. And I and I wanted to share it with you, yes, because it's a it's a precious, precious thing and I think you will value it and find grace within the story. And so this comes back full circle to my word of the year, grace. It's funny. I literally had not thought about it until this month again. And what does grace mean? You know, what does grace mean? And this is something that I want to continue to explore with you. Grace to me right now means being able to believe in something greater than yourself. Being able to trust. Being able to let go in real time of pain and hurt and smallness and rise and continue to expand towards love and being inclusive of others within that love. So, yes. Hmm. Let's take a breath together. Let's just inhale now through your nose. Hold. And exhale slowly through your nose. beautiful. Ah, I'll see you on the next episode. Until then, join me on Facebook where I have Facebook lives and talk to you even more about different topics than on the podcast. And I have a very, very, very exciting announcement to tell you. Stay tuned. So excited to share that with you. I'll share it on the next episode, which should, should be coming to you within the next several days here. Yes, so that exciting announcement will be coming to you in the next episode. Until then, I do want to tell you about the incredible experience that will be happening November 11th to 17th on Facebook. It's a completely complimentary experience for you. And it's basically going to be 11th to the 17th time of me going live on Facebook and talking to you about how to be in this grace, how to give even more, how much more can you give, you know, of yourself towards your mission, towards your relationships, to really be that heroic warrior, that legend who can really leave an impact on your surroundings in the hearts of those that you touch and, you know, to really live out that life that you've always wanted to. So if you have a business, this is going to be just incredible for you. If you don't, it's still going to be incredible for you. So it is going to be focused on business and it's going to be actually me talking to you about how to be more bold and being able to speak, you know, and being able to show up, being able to get out of playing small. We are still playing so, so small. So how to be more bold in promoting your mission, your business, and positioning yourself correctly in the marketplace. This has everything to do with reigniting your passion, that fire, that inner passionate fire before we go into December and the winter time when a lot of us tend to sort of be more withdrawn. So while we're moving into into that season, it is the season of Thanksgiving in November and I want to make this all about giving and that's why this experience is completely free for you. It's going to be happening in a private group on Facebook and the link to join that group is facebook.com slash groups 
slash bold experience. Again, that's facebook.com slash groups slash bold experience. I will see you there. I can't wait. It's going to be incredible. So sending you so much love, so much grace, so much abundance, and I will see you next time. Hey, before you go, if you can take a moment now and leave me a review, that would mean so much to me. It would really help this podcast grow and spread the word to all the people who need it. Tell me if you had any aha moments, if any of the information really resonated or impacted you. And don't be afraid to take a screenshot and share this out on your social or with a friend. I will give you a shout out and I would just love to hear from you in general. So until next time, thank you.